This is Emma Clark for the Brooklyn Public Library's Our Streets, Our Stories project. I'm here with Moses Figueroa, and we are at the Flatbush Library on October 24th, 2015. So, where were you born? I was born in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Uh, city existed way before there was an America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how I came to where I come. Uh, at first, I... Uh, I live in a house that I helped my mother make, and uh, but slowly, uh, way along the line, I was kidnapped and I wound up in America. Mm -hmm. So do you, you don't know where your family is now? Oh, oh yeah, they're in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, you had, you, so you had some family in Puerto Rico, and then you just said you were kidnapped? Yeah. And then how did you end up in Connecticut? Uh... Well, I had a girlfriend, and she liked Connecticut, and she she was raised and born in Connecticut. So through her, I wind up living in Connecticut, and uh, I like always liked the name New London, oh. you know. And it, I felt at home there, mm -hmm. and my family's still there, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, they think I'm strange. They're, they're very nice people, very humble, you know hard-working people uh, most of them worked in communities for the community but uh, I, I don't see the world that way okay mm -hmm. um, it's not a philosophy or anything like that uh, it's just I just look out the window I been privileged to meet a lot of great people and I listen to what they say, even though sometimes I didn't know what they were saying. Like, so through that, I got to meet a lot of other people, a lot of other people. They just like me around for some reason or another. Well, I, 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 I draw, you know, and I write, and I also I'm a photographer, and a filmmaker, a cinematographer. And I direct films and I make my own TV pilots and well, what did we put that in the past? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mostly pictures and words to simplify it. Yeah. And how did you end up in New York? When I was, you know, like I said, I was dragged, uh, kidnapped. And then one day I woke up and uh, I was in school in Brooklyn. How young were you? Uh, probably about five. Mm -hmm. And so, did you do most of your growing up in Brooklyn? A lot of it, yes, because I always returned to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I went to PS uh, 60, Bay, uh, a place called Bay Ridge. It's not really Bay Ridge, it's 60, 60th Street and 4th Avenue. Uh, then I went to PS Court. 36, which is in 36th Street. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to high school in uh, Dewey Junior High School. And did you s grow up in a lot of different neighborhoods in Brooklyn, or primarily yes. one neighborhood? Yeah, a lot of different ones. Which yes. ones? Oh, I, I, after I, I left uh, Dewey Junior High School, I went to Jamaica High. Mm -hmm. and, and then I went, no, before that, I was in... Uh, uh, right here, right here in this neighborhood, over, over on uh, 
uh, Junior Street. I, I lived on Junior Street, 383 Livonia Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to, uh, I forgot the name of that school. It's on Pennsylvania Avenue. And it was nice. So the family that you were with in New York, here in Brooklyn, that wasn't your biological family or it was? Uh, half of it was, half of it wasn't. Okay. Uh, 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 not really biological, but you see, the, the people that uh, I was raised uh, were born in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Those were the people that raised me. Okay. So uh, I was raised uh, in, in a place that looked like Utah or Colorado up in the mountains of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And then from there, so I was like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Everybody rode a horse at the age of three. Uh, the only way to get around up there. Was it hard to transition to, to the city life here? Or were you just so young that you kind of adapted? Uh, well, w- w- when I first went to P, uh, PS60. Uh, everybody liked me in there immediately. All the teachers came <laughs> kind of some curiosity because I, you know, I could speak. Just because I had a life before I got here. And, uh, and they saw I pay attention to what they said because I was educated you know, to pay attention to things people say. It's no great genius. It's just education. That's uh, uh, oh, I lived on Fifty Fourth Street. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the family is uh, not really biological. It's it's a huge family. I mean, like really big. I trace some of the history it goes way back to twelve hundred, eleven hundred, something like that. Time. And what kind of things did you like to do or did you like to study in school when you were young in Brooklyn? In school, I like anything that was strange that I didn't know, that, that looked strange to me. Uh, being being familiar uh, since being a kid, being familiar w- with nature, uh, I like things that were outside nature. So that's why I would write things, I would draw, you know. What kind of nature do you like in Brooklyn? Because we're still a city, you know? Yes, I, actually we're the second, the world's largest, second world's largest city. Yeah, so and, where, do you, where do you find nature? What, what do you like about the nature here? Well, I, I, I still like going to the, the library on, on, on Army Plaza. I like going, oh, matter of fact, a month ago I went over to the Bronx Zoo. Another Bronx Zoo. <laughs> That's uh, Prospect Park. The one in Prospect Park, yeah. Yes. Uh, and I walk through there often. I, I just like the, the I like Brooklyn itself. I like the way I'm fascinated by the way it, 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 it's laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I live up here in junior, uh, Juniors and uh, Livonia, I was fascinated by three trains going by. I mean, there were like, well, in those days, it seemed like maybe 12 tracks 
that ran by, then the Canarsie train came by. I think they call it the L train today. And then the, the Lexington train ran on top of those two. I was fascinated by the construction. And it supposedly was the, the home of Murder Incorporated. So that explains the, all the bodies that we you there were a lot there recently. Yeah. But I just like the way the city is laid out. It just fascinates me. And I use it in my writing. I, I, I use bits of it. Cause it's supposed to be Mars, so I <laughs> kind of like it. You know, make it seem like it's someplace else. But it's it just the idea, you know. Uh, uh, now I'm not talking about the way the city looks today, because I find it smaller. Uh, I'm talking about Grand Army Plaza when I was a young kid, and it took me like 20 minutes to get across from one side to the other before they they, they shrunk it down. Or well, maybe that's my imagination. I don't know. I think it's been shrunken down. No one is thieving uh, real staters. Uh. <laughs> well, now there's all the crosswalks and the stoplights. <laughs> Um, so after you got through high school in Brooklyn, did you go to college or did you start working right away? Uh, well, I, I was working. I started working, uh, uh, I, I went to Jamaica High School mm -hmm. and I studied for the swimming Olympic, 1960s Olympic. I, I studied swimming. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. it's, a good, it's not easy to be uh, trained on that level. You know, it's a, lot, it's a lot of hard work involved. It's not you just go in the water and the paddle. <laughs> you know, sometimes they tie up your hands and you got to paddle for uh, you know six, seven, eight, eight hours after school. Okay, with hands tied and you, <laughs> and you're swimming with with your feet, which are designed for walking. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a fish. <laughs> so you were you were studying swimming in high school, and what was your first job? Uh... Well, I, I lived in Jamaica too. Yeah. By, 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 uh, oh God, I can't remember. Uh, Northern Boulevard and, uh, but a little closer, 168th Street. I lived at 168th Street. Mm -hmm. uh, in school, I, 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 the same thing I did in, in, in Dewey Junior High School. Uh, I studied sewing. <laughs> the girls were nicer than the guys. Yeah, and the girls were always <laughs> chirping and talking, yeah. and I like that. I like women that talk and chirp. That they just nice. Yeah, so I study uh, printing, and I used to make my own books with you know, carbon and clay. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this stuff? It's I, it's outdated now, <laughs> but but yeah, ah. it's like bookbinding. Yeah, and then you have to, it was a lot of hand work, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like Kung Fu. <laughs> hand work. Yeah. You know, if your hands don't work, your brain don't work. Mm -hmm. they, they, they work together, you know? Yeah. What did you do after high school? Uh, I, I'm, I, I found a school in Manhattan mm -hmm. that would uh, take me in and give me a diploma and leave me alone. So I went for an interview and 
I met a, a very nice teacher. He, I knew he was very intelligent. I can tell people more intelligent than I am, which is most everybody. But uh, his name was Mr. Fuchs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I saw I just cracked down on the floor laughing because I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and so he questioned me. He says, can you make a living doing comic books? Uh, I had just been arrested for, for the comic books. They arrested you in my youth for that. Because uh, uh, people who read comic books were definitely uh, criminals. They were destined to be criminals and troublemakers in the society. What, do you remember what decade this was? What years? Uh, Approximately? Yeah. Around 50... I, I I never pay attention to that stuff, you know, it's just life, <laughs> like it comes and goes, and it's like a film, you know, uh, sometimes it's memorable, sometimes the film isn't memorable. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, so after high school, you went to this school in Manhattan? Yeah, George Washington, yeah, George Washington High School. This was another high school? Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you do, what did you do after high school? I do comic books all day okay. long. I, <laughs> you did? Okay. Did you get a job for that? Did, did you get paid to draw for comic books? Uh, yes. Cool. Yes. What kind of comics? But I work. I worked on Superman. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the ideas they use for the modern Green Lantern, those seed ideas were uh, harnessed by me, not, not created. They were created by Gil Kane, who had the book way before I became a professional. Do you remember what company you were working for? Yeah, DC. I worked for DC for a long time. A long time? Yeah, on and off. Uh, they didn't like me very much. And you were primarily doing art for it? I wrote sometimes when they felt like paying attention to my writing. You know, of course, they said, uh, we don't write them that way. And I said, well, you should write them that way. You know, because they always wanted me to do things old-fashioned. And that's not my background, you know. My background is pictures and words. Why we use a picture? Because the words won't do. Don't ask me why. Uh, so we use words when the picture won't do. When, um, when did you, had you been drawing through your whole childhood? Yes. You'd always been drawing. Did you teach yourself? Yes. Oh. And what? I went to school for it too. Yeah. And what kind of comics did you like? Uh, I like Green Lantern best. Yeah. I, I did uh, a whole run of seven issues. Uh, I usually do uh, one or three. We call mini series. You get out quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you get bored and they say, well, you know, the story is not like the last one you wrote. You're in, no, it's a different story. Uh, you, you get all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, like when I used to make movies, I say, "Why you, 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 you? Why did you shoot directly into the sun? Because the sun is there. And that's what I'm telling the story. You know, you know like reality logic, even if it's fantasized, it's fantasy is based on reality. Reality isn't based on fantasy." All well, you have to do is read the Mesopotamian clay tablets and you'll realize. Mm -hmm. you know, 
and those are a little hard to read because they're poetry and pictures. I'm sorry. When you were working in Manhattan on comics, were you still living in Brooklyn? Yeah. And what did you do after that? After the comics? Well, I did, did the that end? on and off. I did the comics until about uh, I don't remember seven years ago. I stopped doing them because. Uh, they didn't want to do it my way. I call my comic graphic novels. What you see in the they say it's a graphic novel, not graphic novel. They're trade paperback collections of Superman stories of some length. They're not an original story. And that's what I did in high school too. I used to sell mine to the kids. And that's how I got into trouble. So this guy is writing this primitive stuff and selling it to people and now I hear he's putting it on the mail and selling it to other people. I, I did that since I was, um, uh, I was in business, uh, since I was 14. I, I met this writer, I can't, I know who he is but I, I can't, just can't remember. And I, I used to know this girl. And she read a lot of those uh, uh, true, true, true stories and stuff like that, which is about young girls, you know, falling in love, getting into trouble, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was like true crime. Uh, yeah, but this was more on the emotional level, like romance stories. Uh, yeah, romance. Uh, and they had to face life issues, but they were, it, they were written kind of like realistic, but light, not, not you know, heavy Broadway melodrama. And so, uh, this guy, he was from, from Manhattan. And uh, he asked me to, to design some pictures or something. So I went out with, with a Kodak and I designed some pictures. And uh, he taught me that uh, these were called mother stories. Because <laughs> in most of those stories, uh, the, the girl get knocked up. Okay. Uh, but they had happy endings. There's always some happy endings. Sometimes it's a little hard because you, know, you can't write the same story all the time. So I wanted to write something that, that had a little bite to it. That's one of the things that get me into trouble. People don't like it when I put bite into it. But without a little bite, maybe a little little one, you know, an act one, act two, an act three, you pepper it. That's what you say. You know, uh, people who read are a little smarter than what we write for them. Okay, and that explains circulations going up and down. So. So I, I, I like dealing with that because that's my learning curve. I, uh, I'm still learning. I haven't stopped. Because, uh, so I try to draw a true picture with a, the style is a cartoon or, or cartoonish or the style is semi-realistic or realistic. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to put a little, ex I always put a little extra. Like, like a Green Lantern, 
they were going to cancel the book. So they figured they'd give it to me, you know, and then blame me for it. Yeah. yeah so I took it for the credit. In, in those days, the company really didn't want me out there. They chased me out of the company many times. Uh, wrong color. I wasn't writing stories that were written in the 1930s and rewriting them. I was trying to, to uh, have been exposed to Warner Brothers. And some people from Warner Brothers, uh, one of them was very famous, named, a man by the name of David Susskind. I went and I asked him for a job in the TV series. <laughs> and what happened? They told me, well, get an 8 by 10 give us a resume, and bring it over here. And I said, I don't know what an 8 by 10 is. So I said, how about 5 by 7 you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, I know what that is. That's how I did that. And they were just locked out, good people. I locked out with good people. And they said, okay. I said, well... Yeah, you're too young to be an actor, uh, but uh, can you know anything about making movies? I said, sure, I do. I know makeup, I know this, I know that, you know, and I like to it. You just wear bigger coats, <laughs> or three coats, one on top of another. You put lift on your shoes, and you just be an extra, and because your, 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 your filmic figure is a uh, little different the camera is a cyclone one eye it's blind mm -hmm. so so uh did you move to california after you got that job uh or was this later uh it was in my head it's all at the same time true, you true, know true. but uh was it was california after the comics uh well uh, true 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 be i met people to to doing uh uh, extra work, mm -hmm. and I would change real quick. Uh, I lined up for Lon Chaney, the silent movie star. He used to do that. He didn't use any, anything. He actually put things in here and make the eyes look like a Chinese eye, and when he blinking all that, it scared the hell out of you because you know this guy wasn't a Chinese, and that was his fascination. They could eyes without arms and all that. So I have, I have studied that guy. And uh, then I met some other people whose names I forget. David Sussman was prestige. And that was on Madison Avenue, 444. That's the Newsweek building. Mm -hmm. And I'm a guy that goes every so often up there because the people, you know, put me out to the background. And uh, I, I, I told them I work two shows, you know. I work a thing called Naked City. Mm -hmm. And I forgot the name of the other one. And so I said, I can draw it. You see, I, I can draw you. You know? And so the, they would look at it, I would draw I would just draw a quick sequence. And I gave it to them. And they could read it. And then I know, okay, this guy this guy knows more than I do. Because I know what I drew. You know? I didn't, I didn't do the sequence. I did it to to feel like a sequence, but I didn't draw in sequence. Mm 
he understands. And that's how I test them. Yeah, to see if they know. Because I want to work with someone, I want to learn something. You know, that's the sense, you know. That's, so, and I was going to, <laughs> I was going to the, 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 the school that I was in. I was also going to Jamaica High School. And to just come in there in the afternoons, yeah, because it was late at night that I did this work. Yeah, I think it was like going three thirty, but I excused myself out to the dean, and I would come in, and they say, "Okay, five hours of uh, swimming with your hands tied behind your back, back and forth on a Olympic pool on the basement on top of a hill. It's a, it's a, it's a little rougher than a regular pool, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for it." At uh, and then I, I met some guy from Warner Brothers. I don't know how I don't remember that part exactly how it happened. Anyway, they said, "Can you travel?" I said, "Yeah." I said, you look kind of young to be traveling. I said, "No, that runs in the family. We all look young." <laughs> he bought it. He took me out to California, and he said, he said "Well." We, Basically, what they were doing there was they were, they were thinking that was about 1955 or so. 54. I was very young, uh, but I I know how to put on a, a dress like an adult. So that, that sort of confused them, and I said, "Look, look, look! I'm half Chinese. Don't you see? I don't have no hair. <laughs> look at my eyes. You see, Chinese eyes. Uh, I'm a descendant of Hong Si Kwan." <laughs> And so what kind of things were you doing in California? Uh, they, they, they let me design. Mm-hmm. They, they, somebody came over and I think this kid is very imaginative. Uh, uh, he can draw, uh, let him design stuff. So I, I just said, okay, I wrote. So I wrote, they let me write like 10 pilots. One pirate, one detective, one this. You know, I knew all this stuff. From reading comics, I was a voracious comic book reader. I read uh, maybe a hundred comics every weekend, aside from drawing them. This is what I did, mm-hmm. and that's why I was a juvenile delinquent, because I had no time to do anything else, you know. But except for Mr. Fuchs, he says, "Convince me you can make uh, a living out of doing this." You know, I'm still having that problem. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was working for a company called Excel, and they say, uh, "Let's see what you have." So I told them, "I don't know. You're gonna like this stuff or not?" Um, yeah. See, you, you see, it's always the same thing, so it's easy for me to maneuver. It's nothing like strange. It's the same questions over, and I'm, I'm always lucky. That there's two or three intelligent people nearby when when I talk. And so they, they realize he knows what he's doing. Oh, he needs his direction of what we want. And so usually when you get to these levels of functionality, uh, guys are like very old and they, they, they stuck in their ways. Doesn't mean that they don't know what they're doing. You know? But I was exposed to these guys or people connected to MGM, who I worked with for a long time. Uh, 
And these guys were, were in those days, it were in my later days. I can't remember which ones they were, you know. I feel I still feel like one year old kid. I didn't grow up or something. Too much Peter Pan. My hanging around with Wendy or something. Yeah. And, uh, and someone would always say, uh, <laughs> I think this guy really knows more than what he's selling us, and we should give him money and then throw it out. And that's how I learned about freelancing. Oh, you're going to give me money up front? Okay. Yeah, that's what I would tell him. Okay, this makes it nice. Give me cash. You're going to sign for it. Okay, I'll sign for it. Give me the cash. And so they give me five, ten thousand dollars you know. Now I'm obligated to them, and I, all I, oh, the only obligation I have is to do what I know how to do. That's all I have. I go home and did a nice job, you know, worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Tried to make it like art. It wasn't art, but I tried to make it like art and make him happy. So... They could read that stuff and then they take it down to those craftsmen's at Warner Brothers. And those guys who see that stuff and it was shot by the time they, they got to, yeah, we can shoot you. Four days. It's all in here. Because they had these huge sets. And these people were idiots, honestly. They were all idiots. The, the goldfish, uh, you probably know him as Goldwyn. Uh, he gave me a little time, and he didn't know on anything, but he knew how that product should be done for an audience. And I began to pick up on all this stuff, just by being with them and talking to them. And when we were introduced, Kathy mentioned that you did some work out on Coney Island for a while? Yes. What yes. did you do out there? Uh, I was, when, when I lived here on uh, Livonia, uh, uh, juniors, uh, I, I decided I wanted an apartment. <laughs> no, I want an apartment. I wanted to grow up or something. Yeah. So I went. Uh, I went to Coney Island and I, I got a job at the Cavalcade Scooter Rides. Uh, that turned into a little bit of show business because uh, my shift was late at night. Started at four. And on the weekends, uh, people will get roaring drunk. Because, I don't know, you know, you're familiar with the layout there? I've been once or twice. Okay, I, I think they call it Lunar Park uh -huh. now, okay. Well, if you look, Lunar Park, I think that uh, the last time I went there, they still have some of the museum. The museum of Famous Murders, Museum of uh, a lot of ghastly stuff. Uh, the, I think the, well, that was all like 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 uh, like a movie set uh, where criminals live. That's how it was done in those days, and you had all this stuff all around. So, and, and House of Horrors, House of Love. Uh, you go down stairs, and I think the if you go to the Wonder Wheel. Yeah, if you go to the Wonder Wheel, I think you get a feeling because when you go to the Wonder Wheel, you have to go down some stairs, and then you have to. Wind around and the one that was right in front of your face. I think you may have a little fencing back to that. Uh, so the whole place was like laid out like that. The cover case scooter was shorter than the long scooter, which is a, a block long. 
and, and, and uh, to blast down from and the famous place with our Frank Waters. Oh, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name. I can, I can picture it. It's shameful. Uh, so, late at night, people would come, they come and spend the whole day. You know, in those days, people spend the weekend there. Some people came from the other boroughs, and there were hotels in there. Uh, kind of like what you might call a hostel today, but it was a hotel owned by a family. And then the freak shows. Uh, one of my good friends was uh, uh, the Mule Face Boy. Uh, a, part of it was uh, he was a throwback to, to giants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do assist giants to assist and deserve. Uh, he was a throwback to that. But he had learned over time because that was his job. He had learned over time to move his muscular, and he would be the dog boy. So you were. So you said you were working for a scooter company when you were there. Oh, a cavalcade scooter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a part on a little alleyway. That in in those days it was a street. Uh -huh. You know, and uh, and then we faced uh, Surfed Avenue. And it was wider on Served Avenue, and so people, uh, audience would gather to see what's going on. And these guys would come in late at night after around, it started around about 10 30 or so, and they came from swimming with a girlfriend, uh, you know, they were drunk, and they couldn't maneuver. So, what happened is they would get stuck and they couldn't drive out because they won't let the girl drive them out because, you know, and so they would get stuck and their five minutes were up and they would complain <laughs> and fights would get started. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because, you know, you can't explain to a drunk anything. They're drunk, they're drunk. And the reason they're called drunks is because they're drunk. You know? mm -hmm. It's not like someone that drinks and gets high and gets rowdy. It's not the same thing. These are frustrated people who got no brain. Or at least can't put it in gear. <laughs> so somehow, we, among the whole group of us, uh, we just started flying around from car to car. Because uh, they have an antenna on top. And you can leap. And I think we're about at time for this interview. But do you want to finish by telling us about the book that you're working on oh right now uh right now i'm working on tales for the then world i was so do you spend most of your time now writing or a lot of different projects uh well it's, it's a story and i usually uh, action adventure stories mm -hmm. uh well right uh, yeah uh, this one is a little complicated because i'm trying to stretch my muscle uh, you know, I'm not a real writer. I just write, you know. So I, I'm trying to do one that's all poetry, mm -hmm. but it's a re readable for juveniles. It's a little harder than what I thought, but it is there almost ninety-five percent finished. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to write something that would be very common and something for people who don't read that can they can and 
and then something that's more like uh, for a producer to read uh, as that's the host that's uh, writing uh, writing uh, the story of uh, Aces Mars it's the life story and loves of Mars it's always portrayed as some uh, yeah, guy goes around beating up people with, with a sword or something like the god Mars the god of war Huh? Like Mars, the god of war? Yeah, okay. I'm telling his true story. Okay. Uh, these guys were real, by the way. Don't let this morons with scientific mind tell you that uh, these guys don't know nothing. Okay? They're, they're very good scholars. I tell you that, and they know that material. But they don't know anything because all they do is they look in, into a tree and they see how the tree runs. And then they, they, they do a scientific study of the tree, but you found a freaking tree there. You didn't figure nothing out. Why are you saying that? You know, this is not real. You don't know anything about that. You have gung fu? You ever study gung fu? Oh, yeah, chop sake. No, it's not chop sake. It's the gift from the ancient gods in mankind. Everybody does gung fu. They just don't call it gung fu. Okay, but everybody does Kung Fu, they're just unconscious. Because if, they, if you tell them a Kung Fu, they say, well, what is it? Well, it means work. Oh, work. <laughs> it means practice. But most of all, it means intelligence because Kung Fu is a Cantonese word for Confucius. Okay. Oh, you would like to talk about heavy stuff. No, this is what you are. You are a citizen in the United States. You better learn about that on the common. That's Kung Fu. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today.